Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Camp, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Women's basketball coach Trevor Woodruff. Coming up in the uh, 406 half hour to talk about the Patriot League tournament. Give a little uh, love to the women's program today. I hear Mr. Buner, I believe, in the background. I'm here, Steve. Good to talk to you. Talk to you too, Bob. Matt, how's things with you? Everything's good. Steve, Matt's really thrilled. He's got some uh, more Bucknell announcing to do as the yes, Lady uh, Bison, our top seed in the Patriot League tournament. And uh, that could mean, what, three more home games for the, right. for Matt to announce. In the end, it's all about the paper, Matt. <laughs> what it comes down to, brother. It's all about the paper. That's right. Well, I'm excited, Sean though. Moore. It's going to be awesome. And, and I'm excited to have uh, Trevor on the show today. Sean Morris of BTM, who might be one of the ten funniest guys on the planet, he'll he'll always say to Dick and me, "Remember, it's about the kids." Right? We're in, <laughs> we're we're in Nebraska, and on the floor of Nebraska, we're next to the BTN guys. So all of us are together: Kent Pavelka and the Nebraska announcers, then the BTN guys, then us, left to right. We're about ready to start the game, and we're in the pregame show, and Sean passes a note over to Dick and me, and the note says, remember, it's about the kids. (laughs) Okay. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. So let's get to, uh, obviously, the um, Matt's very intrigued by the Al Michaels story. Oh, yeah. Oh, he hit me with it as I walked in the door. This could be like completely an earth-shattering change here to NFL broadcasting, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. If I'm sitting there around Al Michaels, I got Sunday night football, right? I'm making a ton of dough. I got the premier thing. You want to send me over to there, Monday Night Football, where suddenly you got Jacksonville against Tennessee? Really? Well, I guess the thought process is ESPN eventually wants to start getting more games. They want to get a Super Bowl, so they're trying to really rev up the Monday Night Football booth because, let's face it, it's been less than stellar since ESPN's pretty much taken it over, or I should say the last few years. And you have the, and you have the Mike Tirico equation here. Because he's basically waiting in the wings for Al Michaels to leave. So maybe that's the only reason why I could think maybe NBC might explore it is if they want to bring Mike Tirico in sooner rather than later. But right now, to me, if I'm NBC, I wouldn't touch it because you're the number one rated program in primetime television during the fall. I mean, that's something to speak for itself. You'll, you'll, you'll will definitely lose that. Now, nothing against Mike Tirico, 
but you would definitely lose that if Al Michaels goes to ESPN back to Monday Night Football because of him alone. Plus, you pair him with Peyton Manning, perhaps, that NBC would definitely get taken over a little bit, but then when Al retires, then would it shift back to NBC? So it's a very intriguing dynamic, but I just don't see it happening right now. Al Michaels has two years to go in his contract. Right, and what sets it up perfectly is he could end his career by having a home Super Bowl by doing the L.A. Super Bowl in 2022, and he could go off on the and out of the sunset like that. And he's 75 years old. Right. Oh, my goodness. I, he doesn't look 75. No. Oh, he does not. And he hasn't talked about retirement either. He's, uh, it doesn't sound like he wants to retire anytime soon. Most announcers don't want to retire. It's yeah. an awesome deal. I think awesome we know deal. one, don't we? Or two. I mean, it's, it's an awesome deal. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you get to go to games and they give you money. It's like it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wants to change that up? <laughs> That's true. Exactly right. I mean, excuse me. I mean, I know I, I make things simple. But that's a fact. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it is the number one rated program in primetime television in the fall. So that speaks for itself. You got a great team around you. You got a great analyst you're working with. You know how much he likes the producer, Fred Godelli, and Drew Esikoff, the director. You know, you know what he thinks of all those people. All right? And they're already giving you decent dough. All right? He's making seven figures a year. And, you know, maybe they'll let you do some of the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah throw maybe, that in. I mean, you, you may not want to. Maybe at 75, you want to increase your workload. I mean, maybe at 75, you want you don't want to go to Tokyo. Uh, not this I'm, year. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, he can kind of call his own shots. And he also had stopped doing uh, Thanksgiving, and he only does the Hall of Fame game during the preseason that Mike Tirico takes care of the rest. And then when they do, like, those Saturday night specials, Mike Tirico does those on NFL Network. And, and according to the in the New York Post article today that brought this up with, with uh, Andrew Marshawn, he mentioned that Tirico might be getting more games this year, which I'm curious to find out how that's going to work. But Yeah, we'll see. It's fine. All uh, about I the mean, kids. Well, this is different. These are the pros. <laughs> Although Tariko Tariko does do Notre Dame. Yes, he does. So let's not. Um, you know, and by the way, I don't know if you have you guys ever met Mike. No. Mike 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 is one. I Mike and I get along great because I just think he's a. I just think he's a great guy. Fun to be around. Doesn't take himself seriously. Um. <laughs> You know, yeah, I think he it. comes across that way too, Steve. You know, that's because he on, is. He's knowledgeable. He he's knowledgeable about everything. Yeah. Has to be. You know, he's not, yeah, I mean, but he is. He, you know, I mean, I think one of the shames is he's not doing college basketball right now. I mean, that's one of the shames of this. I mean, he's, you know, he can still do some golf with them. Um. Yeah, but yeah, he's about as versatile as it gets, and he's excellent at. I mean, he filled in and did a, an NHL game. That's he right, I remember. Detroit-Pittsburgh. Right, he sounded as if he'd done the NHL for decades. Well, I mean, the guy's really good, but Al Michaels, no offense, 
I think you already got the best thing going. Yeah. <laughs> Why change that? You know, um, Monday Night Football on ESPN with that announcing crew just doesn't cut it from the days of Frank Gifford and Don Meredith and Howard Cosell that really set the standard for broadcasting uh, NFL games. You know, it's interesting about ESPN. I think ESPN, for the most part, does a good job on college basketball. Okay? I think that their college, their, their college football coverage is, for the most part, excellent. And I think when they do the big games with Sean and Todd or Kirk and Chris, terrific. I think Mike Breen and the NBA crew... Uh, really good. Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Doris Burke. You know, they stay have Dave Pash doing some of that. They have uh, Mark Jackson doing some of that. They're really good. But you know what? You look at two of the other two premier packages, Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Baseball. I mean, they have no idea how to do either one of them. And how, you know, how, how, how can you know how to do all this other stuff and you can't do something... Like that, they, I mean, they've acted like they have been trying for years to figure out how to do it, and they haven't figured it out. I, and I don't get it. In baseball, they had it right with John Miller and Joe Morgan. They had it right. Well, just like they yeah. had it right with Mike Tirico when he was in the booth before he left for NBC. Now, now Dan Schulman, I want to be fair on Sunday Night Baseball was excellent. I mean, and if, if you're looking at, look, to be honest with you. If I'm ESPN, I take a long, hard look and saying, I know you, I know, I think he lives in Toronto. He does. That was part of the reason why he left, because he, he, he was getting to be too much travel for him. You know what? But he's the kind of guy where I'd, I'd empty the vault for if I'm them and say, look, we want you to do Monday Night Football, right? Oh, and by the way, we want you to continue to come back and do Sunday Night Baseball. As well. I mean, I, because I think he would solve a lot of their image problems right away because of his incredible professional presentation. You know, Steve, ESPN has just been bleeding subscribers in the USA. Well, they're bleeding. Everybody's bleeding subscribers yeah. because people are cutting cutting the cord. Yeah. Uh, and part of that's the expense of it. And yep. what is the single most expensive channel on your cable package? Yeah. It is ESPN. ESPN. Now, Steve, here's a question for you. What is the most watched sport on ESPN? The most watched sport on ESPN? Yes. I would think it's probably the NBA. No Um, way. The sport is cricket. And ESPN has worldwide cricket coverage. Most people, oh, most Americans don't even know about it. They get audiences in India and Pakistan of hundreds of millions watching uh, cricket on ESPN. They yeah, have I a told whole you about network uh, just covering that kind of odd sport to Americans, and that's their number one watched uh, sport. Well, you know, it's interesting. Is that when we were in Ireland? Mm-hmm. So now, of course, you're watching Irish TV. Sure. So you have Irish hurling. Now, that's a sport I was familiar with, and I already, I already actually knew something about that. That's from the old wide world of sports Absolutely. Days. Jim McKay. Yeah. So, and that's, to me, it's a fun sports to, for, sport to watch. 
they had Gaelic football, and they had a lot of soccer stuff on there because uh, Sky Sports was on on the uh, cable there as well. Yep. They also had the the uh, BBC had the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. Sure. Like, oh, because because that's when we were over there during the early rounds of the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. And then they had on cricket. So I started trying to watch cricket. I never had watched it before. And I'm looking around like, what the heck? So I go down to breakfast the next morning, and Jack's down there with, you know, Roger, Jeff. Um, Lauren Crispo was our sideline reporter at the time. I said, hey, can I ask you guys something? I said, I watched about 10 to 15 minutes of cricket last night. Can anybody tell me how the heck this works? <laughs> And Jack looked over at me and he said, I was hoping you'd tell me. <laughs> I said, I can't help you. I don't know. Steve, so one sport, I have no hand, I have no hand on this Steve, sport. it is baseball played with two bases in a oval field where there is no foul territory. I got all that yeah. part, but like all of a sudden it's 169 to nothing. I'm like, I'm thinking it's pretty good. Yeah, and and, it, <laughs> and one inning, there are 11 players on a cricket team, and to get them out, you must get 11 of the or 10 of the 11 batsmen out to complete the inning, and um, it goes. This goes. So this are, goes on for hours. Well, no, New Zealand just beat India, the number one team in the cricket world. In a five-day match, five days of cricket, and uh, it's a heck of a way to drink a lot of beer and have a lot of sandwiches, and you wake up about day four and you've asked what the score is. It's just fabulous watching. All right. So so we're, compl- <laughs> we're complaining about a game of baseball where the time of the game was three hours and six minutes? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and in cricket, it literally goes about six to seven hours a day for five days. I'd argue the action's probably off the field instead of on the field when oh. it comes to cricket. <laughs> like I said, you, you, the oh, idea man. is you take a quarter barrel of beer and a lot of sandwiches and just let the time fly. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Really? But when it comes to baseball, Steve, another name that I do like that I would throw out there if for whatever reason, if they can't get Dan Shulman, looks like he wants to stay what he's doing, is uh, well, John Shambi. Shambi's all right. He's fine. Um, I, Shulman's the number one guy. Yeah, and, just... and, he, and he does the postseason in the World Series on ESPN Radio still. He just doesn't yeah, do the fine. regular season. Yeah, he's fine. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's very, very good, but you need to have a signature voice. Dan Shulman's a signature voice. Uh, all right. So, in the next half hour, okay, the Big Ten Wrestling Championships are coming up. Now, for the for Big Ten Network, which will be covering the final, they actually had record viewership this year. Viewership for Big Ten Wrestling on BTM was up 38% this year. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to play you, though, a comment from Kale Sanderson from a press conference. I think it was like two weeks ago he said this. Because I made a comment last year after the NCAA championships that the very touchy wrestling fan base, and they can be very touchy, right? they're like, kind of like like soccer fans. You know, if you say anything that they perceive as like, oh, they get 
Like other sports, like, yeah, 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 fine. Baseball's slow. Yeah, we got to correct that. Say anything about wrestling. Whoa. Well, I said something last year that, by the way, the coach backs me up on. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Feel like I'm going to ruin people's days. Absolutely. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15. And beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf. Great to have you with us on the show today. So the Big Ten Wrestling Championships get underway. Uh, It'll be at Rutgers, smaller arena, fewer tickets available. Um, Obviously, demand is higher than ever. And that's the credit of what the Big Ten has done this year. The ratings on BTN, uh, 38% higher than a year ago, which is just great. But Cale Sanderson was saying earlier, they need to be careful about how they go about all of this. He was asked about more programs adding wrestling. You know, but the, you know, we're not talking about Texas, USC, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. I mean, they aren't adding. It's like Tennessee, Chattanooga, and so forth. And he says, that's a good thing, but... You know, you'd like to see him get the opportunity to, to compete, and I think you know, at the different divisions, there's more and more programs uh, being uh, created. A lot of uh, re- uh, uh, attendance based, and uh, where they're, you, you know, the school looks at like, well, we can get 50 kids paying tuition. That pretty much covers the the program. So there, uh, we're seeing a lot of that, and I think that's great. But it would be nice to continue to uh, uh, pick up some more Division One programs, like you said, in in states like Texas and Florida, and um, Utah could use 10 or 15. You know, there's just that much. Um, but it's you know I grew up in in a state where I uh, I saw two college wrestling matches before I went to college, and uh, it just uh, but we're, you know we're blessed and lucky here in PA and in some of the, the states that have uh, you know more programs and competitive programs. But but college wrestling's got to be exciting also. I mean a lot of the matches I watch and even some of our guys you watch the match and you're just thinking man this is boring. You know if I wasn't the coach I don't I don't I probably wouldn't be here. You know you got You got to score points and and you got to have rules that. Or uh, encourage um, action, right? And uh, you know, I think we always got to be thinking how can how can we do that, but keep it fair. Uh, but but the sport's got to be exciting and, and competitive. 
Well, last year at the NCAA Wrestling Championships, which Penn State won, I said flat out, I said, to be honest with you, I found it to be boring. And people railed on me left and right because we had a lot of people, as I said, that were, look, I understand you're at the point now it's the championship, but there was a lot of wrestling not to lose, and I got that. But you had a lot of two-to-ones, four-to-threes, like, okay, I mean, even, I mean, even like, I couldn't wait for Bo Nickel to get out there and say, well, Bo will change this. And even he won by a decision. You know, obviously the best is facing the best. I got that. And I had people call it, why are you talking about it? There's a lot of ignorance out there and subtlety. Like, it's like, I mean, like, you, like, you flat out don't get it. Like, flat out do not get it. Okay? You're, okay, they are not wrestling for you. In order to grow the sport, you've got to get the casual fan interested. The casual fan's going to go, two to one, nothing happened. They don't care about the subtlety of it. <laughs> and he's right. You need more action. Kale Sanderson is spot on. You need more action. You need rules to promote more action. More action is more exciting. More action means more interest. And that's what it means. You can't I mean, you can't change on people's styles, but for example, the Iowa's, the Iowa States, the Ohio States, they don't promote action. Penn State does. Penn State wrestles an exciting style. I think it's one of the reasons. It's not just Penn State winning. I think that how they win is why they pack rec hall. How they win. Right? But you get to a national basis. I said last year, I thought the year before when they wrestled and, you know, Penn State had the champions of the whole deal. Right? I think it was, uh, I want to say it was in Cleveland two years ago. I thought it was exciting. I remember I went, I went to, I did the NIT game at Notre Dame, and we got back in time to watch it. And it was great theater. Last year at Pittsburgh, it was Dullesville, right? Everybody wrestling not to lose, no action. So, I mean, that's, I mean, he's thinking of the big picture of the sport, which was what I was trying to do. And of course, naturally, I got criticized, but because some people, when it comes to the sport, are just, I mean, some fans are too touchy about it. You could talk about any other sport and nobody's touching about it, right? Wrestling, you got people that get very touchy about it when you talk about it. It's like, no, you're trying to promote, right, the sport. We talk about it here more than any other talk show in America, right? Which, I mean, that always gets me. You don't talk enough wrestling. Cut me a break. You don't listen to all the other shows. <laughs> yeah, they don't talk about it at all. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, so, Steve, wrestling is sacred first. It comes from the gods. Uh, second of all, yeah, sure. yeah. this yeah, sure region of Pennsylvania, uh, <laughs> this part of Pennsylvania, is a hotbed, hotbed of wrestling. So That's we great. should talk about it. I understand. Uh, yeah, yeah, to a point, yes. Uh, you can't talk about it every day. can't yeah. talk about it all the time, Bob. You cannot do You do If you do a series of shows on all wrestling, guess what? No, We're going to lose yeah. a chunk of the audience. I, I, uh, I will also say this is the guy who is the head, the head manager of the District 4 and regional wrestling tournaments for a number of years. The semifinals are action-packed, and the finals even at the high school level, are wrestlers really trying not to lose. Uh, it's just amazing. That well, it, phenomenon. It's, it's, be- it's, it's the best of the best. I understand yeah. that. But like what Bo Nickel did when he turned, I think it was Martin. It was Martin from Ohio right? State. 
Uh, it was like it was phenomenal. Like you're like, oh my god. Absolutely. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that sat there and like did something like that was the greatest deal going. Okay, anybody watching would go, he's going to lose, he's going to win. Awesome. Okay. Now here are the ratings this year. Here are the ratings this year. The viewership on BTN. BTN upped its wrestling coverage between BTN and BTN Plus. Yeah. Okay. They upped their coverage by forty percent this season. All right. So just the start of that. A year ago, wrestling coverage drew 82,288 viewers per. Okay, This year, they averaged 113,631 viewers per wrestling match that they put on. That's an increase of 38%. The number one match, well, let's do the, the top five. Okay, The top five was Iowa-Michigan drew 184,000. Oklahoma State-Iowa drew 190. Then the number three one was Penn State, Ohio State, and the Jordan Center drew 260,000 viewers. Um, trying to think what that that doesn't make any sense because they got Penn State, Ohio State on here twice. Who did Penn State wrestle on two eight? Uh, that doesn't make this doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know what? That That is last year's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the top five ever, three of the top five are this year. So Iowa-Michigan was 184 this year. Oklahoma State-Iowa was 190 this year. That was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The 2019 Penn State at Ohio State match drew 260. The Ohio State at Penn State dual meet two years ago drew 309. This year's Penn State-Iowa dual meet on the 31st, and we were watching it. At uh, in the hotel at Nebraska, drew three hundred forty-two thousand viewers, right? Which is the all-time record. So what they've done now, and is that they've delivered strong results. You have an increase of thirty-eight percent in viewership this year. You get three of your top five uh, BTN dual meets ever this year. Um, eight of the top ten teams in the country will be wrestling at the uh, Big Tens. And they'll have a full schedule between the Fox Sports app, BTN Plus app, and then, of course, the championship round will be on BTN itself on Sunday at 3.30. All right, third place will be on BTN Plus. Fifth place will be BTN Plus. So that's how they're going to do it. But, I mean, that's great. It's just... But Kale's right, and that's what I tried to say last year, and I I didn't back down from it. I didn't back down. I'm sorry. If you're going to grow the sport, you got to have some juice, and it can't be, you don't understand all the subtleties. (laughs) Well, uh, that's fine. Well, why do people watch the NCAA basketball tournament? I can guarantee you a lot of people watching college basketball in March don't understand all the subtleties either. They don't understand a screen and roll or whatever, but they got a bracket. Well, guess what? They got a bracket. Look, I got Dayton going all the way to the Elite Eight. All right, so they're like, they're like, okay, and they're watching Dayton. They're just watching the score, right? And they're watching Obi Top and dunk, right? And then, right? There's action, you know. Then, right? The NCAA wrestling. You got Bo Nickel taking Martin. I'm going to lose. Oh, I'm going to win. Now you got people going. This is great. I can't wait to watch it again. Steve, As opposed think... to a steady diet of two one four threes that we got last year in Pittsburgh, we sat back. What I mean, I was struggling. I was like, I got to keep watching this because Penn State's still going to wrestle. If there were no Penn State guys wrestling after a certain point, 
how it turned. Steve, I think you're going to know that the sport has arrived, in a sense, on the national scene. When you start seeing a line in Las Vegas and people can put money on it like well, they do that, the that NCAA happen. tournament, etc. If that ever happens... That won't happen. I don't know. I, uh, the way that sports betting has advanced in our country, where you can bet on virtually anything... I think if uh, the people that run these sports books are looking for something, it, the next thing might be uh, collegiate wrestling in, with point spreads. It's not going to happen. It's, just not, it's not going to happen. You can't even get it on the bottom line of ESPN right now. No, I know. When, that's when true. Penn, when, when Penn State wrestled Iowa, that made the bottom line of ESPN. Yeah. Right? Penn, leading in, it was on the bottom line. The next day, the score was on the bottom line. I thought that was really cool when I saw that. Yeah, that's that, that, a, that, it's an accomplishment of right. That that told me something. Yeah. Right. Okay. Penn State basketball. You can talk about whatever. Penn State basketball has done more, has had more positive publicity for Penn State athletics during the winter time because they got ranked. They're on the bottom line all the time as a ranked team. Well, the name Penn State's out there, out there, out there, out there, out there all the time. And the wrestling program has accomplished everything in the sport. But the, there's a difference between a 50-state sport and a sport that's not a 50-state sport that doesn't... Again, the problem is not... You can expand the sport with Tennessee, Chattanooga, and a couple of others, right? The problem is you are never going to get USC to pick up wrestling. You're never going to get Texas to pick up wrestling. You're never going to get Alabama to pick up wrestling. You're never going to get Clemson to pick up wrestling. There's only one SEC school that wrestles. Missouri. It's the only SEC school that wrestles. It's just not going to happen because you know why it's not going to happen? Nobody wants to add sports. They're all trying to figure out how to make it work with what they have. Even Clemson. Clemson's got all this stuff going. They dropped women swimming and diving this past year. Yeah, you know, it's that uh, old uh, bugaboo of um, that's damaged wrestling was the Title Nine, yeah, which was supposed to expand opportunities for women, which is a very noble and appropriate thing. It turned out to reduce sports for men's sports, wrestling being on the top of that list at many schools. But Steve, did Kale made but, a very interesting point in his comments about schools adding wrestling and i know this firsthand uh, small division three liberal arts schools mm-hmm. that are looking for students have been adding sports like lacrosse even though the school itself is not located in an area where lacrosse is p- played in high schools to grab students because the re- the, the, there are lower enrollments in these types of schools Wrestling is another sport, as Kale said. You can get 30, 40, 50 kids in your school when you only have maybe 1,500 to start with. That is a huge thing, a huge draw. Uh, there, are certain, there are certain sports that are, that are backed up dramatically based on the school and what they're interested in. All right, let's give you one. Alabama women's gymnastics. They love their women's gymnastics program in Alabama. Okay. Yes, they do. Now, how deeply is women's gymnastics loved at, at many of the schools across the country? I mean, like, I'm talking like depth of, yeah. like, wow. Not a okay? lot of passion. Right. But at Alabama, they love it. That's their deal. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Penn State, they love their wrestling. Iowa, they love their wrestling. 
Oklahoma State, they love their wrestling. And I, you got eight of the top ten schools in the Big Ten, uh, in the Big Ten, ranked in the top ten. But to be honest with you, you know, if you go other places. Penn State gets in there and they draw the biggest crowds. But when it's, all, I mean, I've I've done this. Ohio State's wrestling Illinois. The gym is small and it's not completely filled. No question. And then, just, I'm just I'm just telling you because I mean, it's like I've been there. Yeah, and and then you look at like a women's volleyball in the Big Ten, Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska huge. Oh. It's be, it's become huge at Wisconsin. Yeah. It's become huge at Minnesota. Yeah, yep. It's become huge. I mean, Nebraska's off the charts. Penn State, it's huge. Yeah. Right? I think other places it's big as well. It's turned out. I think women's soccer's getting getting more. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball up here is eh, baseball's, you know, but you go down south, you know, the southeastern conference in baseball, yeah, they got it. The problem the biggest wrestling has, of course, we talk about the Title Nine. Situation. Okay, I got that because it, believe me, it's not just wrestling. There have been other, there have been women's oh. sports that have been dropped too. I mean, UCLA doesn't have men's and women's gymnastics anymore. They dropped them as a combo. Yeah, because athletic departments are trying to meet ends. But here's the issue: um, what would really help wrestling is if you had a couple of home run hitting football schools at it, and that's not going to happen. Nobody's adding. Nobody's adding. Unless they're adding sports to change the numbers, right? You're, you know, the number of female athletes, sure. whatever. Okay, they're not going to add them. Penn State adding men's ice hockey was like, whoa. I mean, that was that gave the sport a wow moment. That yes. Penn State added men's ice hockey. Wow. In other words, a home run hitting football school added men's ice hockey and committed to it. Which then in turn had the Big Ten, because now six schools had it, commit to it, and then added Notre Dame as well to get the seven. Wow. See, that's what wrestling needs. Wrestling yeah. needs Clemson, Texas, Alabama, Notre Dame. They aren't going to do it, though. I mean, Penn State added it because of the what the Pagulas did with the arena, endowing the program, and then women's ice hockey got added. Sure. I, that's the only way it can happen. Yeah, and can you imagine, Steve... In a perfect world, a wrestling match between, say, Penn State and Alabama. Sure. Oh, I mean, but, that, but, that I mean, pack them in. But see, but this is what Kale has done. He yeah. has gone everywhere with that program. He went out to Utah Valley State, wrestled out there, largest crowd they ever had. They had to wedge people in. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, he's been doing everything he can to promote it. Yeah. He tried. He tried personally to save the Boston University wrestling program. Brought them up, I think, to Aganis Arena. Yeah. Okay. They had, they wedged everybody in there, shoehorned as many people as they could. Didn't happen. BU still dropped the program. All right. But he's taken the program all over the place because he's doing everything he can to promote it, and Penn State is the draw. Iowa's not the draw. Iowa could have gone to Utah Valley State, and there would have been empty seats. Yeah. Right? Oklahoma State could have gone to Utah Valley State, there would have been empty seats. Penn State goes, okay, they got to shoehorn people in, like, and the, by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. BU? Iowa could have gone to BU. People would have been like, that's great. What time are the Red Sox on? Uh, okay. Penn State goes. Okay, because they're the draw. And guess what? They know how to wrestle in such a way that makes it exciting to watch it. So he's right about that. Yeah, there's no question that uh, Kale, his own personal style when he was a collegian and Olympian, translates into excitement for his almost every one of his wrestlers. Right. 
And we've talked now about wrestling on this show yeah. for about one hour so far this week. Okay? This best hour of, of sports radio. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Steve. Uh, I don't know. We've had other hours that are pretty good, too. So um, <laughs> I agree. But, but you know what? Hey, I'm saying one hour. Okay, name another sports show in the country did an hour this week on wrestling. Okay. There might be know. a 10 watt station out in Catanning that could do it, but that's about it. I mean, I mean, I did a little turnaround on ESPN on uh, sports radio today on Sirius. Nobody talked about it. All right, we'll yep. come back. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. The fact. All right. That's why I always like to you know talk about it enough. I'm the only one that talks about it. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, next hour, uh, we're going to talk uh, Bucknell women's basketball. Well, it's also something else no other show in America has. All right, uh, you got a lot of that. 38% television increase this year for wrestling on BTN. That's good news. Great news for the sport. I'm sure they'll have a good audience on Sunday. After all, your only competition is XFL football. Gee, that's I, a tight one. They get a shot. That, <laughs> I, mean, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to watch wrestling. I'm not going to watch see the XFL. So, all right. In fact, you know today's daily show is a wrestling one. So, it's a great one. 